Shalom, and welcome to the Jewish Disability Services. Together, we make an impact podcast. This is Adam. And I'm Rose. And on today's episode of the Jewish Disability Services, Together We Make an Impact podcast, we are discussing social, recreational, and leisure opportunities in our community for the disabled population. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Sarah Seidman, Director of JCC Camps in Medford, Nina Stamen, Director of Community Inclusion at the CATS JCC, and Karen Widener, who is the Director of Disabilities and Special Needs Programming through Camden County. We are very grateful to have all of you on today's episode. We think that you guys represent a wide spread of organizations. So to help our listeners get a bit of an idea of who each of you and your organizations are, um, I'm going to ask each of you to tell us about your organization and what role you play. Sarah, could you take the lead on that? Sure, I'd be thrilled to. So as you said, my name is Sarah Seidman. I'm the director of the JCC Camps at Medford. Um, I One of the shining stars of the JCC Camps at Medford is our Open Hearts, Open Doors Disabilities Inclusion Program. Um, it's been in existence for just over 30 years. It's a huge part of our identity at camp as being a fully inclusive experience for children with disabilities. And in addition, over the last 10 years, we also run a small program for 14 to 20 year olds with disabilities called Kulanu, which is a recreational and vocational skills program. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. We look forward to learning more about those today. Um, Nina, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the CATS JCC and what that looks like? Certainly. I'm Nina Stamen. I'm the Director of Community Inclusion here at the CATS JCC. Um, the CATS JCC has been a staple in the community for 25 years, uh, over 25 years. And um, we were on the cutting edge of developing programs to um, have services and uh, programs for the disabled and the special needs community. I'm following the footsteps of many wonderful people that laid the groundwork for this. And we hope to continue this with innovative social and recreational programming. Thank you. And Karen, could you tell us a little bit about your role in Camden County? Sure. I work for Camden County Government. I'm the Director of Programming for Kids and Adults with Special Needs for the county. We run a variety of programming throughout the whole year for kids and adults with special needs, mostly recreational opportunities. Um, and all of our programs are free to the community. They're sponsored by the Camden County Board of Commissioners, so they're no cost to um, parents for their kids um, joining our programs. Thank you, Karen. Um, before I pass it off to Adam, one thing that I want to bring up is that sometimes in the disability community, we hear of a like round peg square hole, or a lot of people have different needs and they're trying to figure out which program is designed for what level they're at. Um, so as we move forward and talk about the different programs themselves, if you guys could shed some light on what types of supports you guys offer for specific groups of people, I think that would really help our listeners find the best fits for them. Adam, I'm passing it off to you. Rose, thank you. And that's such an important part. And I, I wanted to start with Sarah, as you mentioned, your Open Hearts, Open Doors program, um, which is such a has such a special place in my heart, as I shared with you, Sarah. I was an advocate in that program in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, and I worked really closely with a, a camper in Hilltop for my time doing this, um, someone who was navigating their way 
into kindergarten. Um, and today, usually yearly, myself and that camper, uh, we still meet up for some pizza, uh, usually once a year to reconnect. He just graduated college and is now working full time. And it's just really beautiful to know what impact camp had on him as an individual, as a youngster, and really has left a mark, I think, with so many of us as adults in our community. So I'd love to know, and for our listeners to hear who maybe aren't aware of the camp programming, what, what does the Open Hearts Open Doors camp program look like for a camper? I know you really do create programming so specific to the needs of everyone. Um, and if you can also elaborate on Kulanu, because I do think that is something that's really unique and special in our community that maybe some people are not fully aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you know, Adam, I too have a very special place in my heart for Open Hearts Open Doors. I was also an advocate in the program as a teenager and young college student. In fact, one of the campers that I worked with is employed at camp now. Um, and when I first, when he was first hired, I broke into tears as I still have a picture of him on my uh, bulletin board in my office. That's so really very special. Um, our goal at the JCC Camps of Medford is to be a fully inclusive experience. So what does that mean for campers with disabilities ages 3 to 14? Um, when we do the intake process for that camper, as long as once we go through a review, we, are, um, we confirm that we can support the needs of that child. We then have them placed in a bunk with their typical same age, same grade peers. So they are getting the exact same camp experience as their peers with the support of a one-to-one -one advocate. Or in situations where we're able to back some of the support off, it might be a two-to-one advocate or a camper who later might just be monitored within the program. The goal being that they are going to every activity that their peers are going to, and we're ensuring that the advocate is there to do exactly that, advocate for that child's needs. So in some cases when working with campers, that means helping the child with social skills and ensure that they're having a really positive social experience within their group. Um, in some cases, if a child is navigating more finer gross motor skills, it's helping a specialty area understand how to best adapt an activity for a child's needs. But really, our hope and goal is that that child is playing alongside their peers and it, you know, my favorite thing to, to be able to say is, is walking away from a summer with friendships. And I think that that's really one of the most important pieces for many of our participants in Open Hearts Open Doors. They're not in inclusion classrooms during the year. They're either in a self-contained classroom in public school or many of them are in private, you know, programs for students with disabilities. And so this summer is their one opportunity to really have an inclusive experience. And that's a really valuable opportunity for them. Um, in terms of Kulanu, our program for 14 to 20 year olds, that program really came out of wondering what was next for some of our Open Hearts Open Doors campers and knowing that we still wanted to be able to provide some level of services for those teens after they aged out of their typical grades in camp. Um, so Kulanu was created and has kind of gone through many iterations over the years of what it's looked like, but we're really happy with the program at this point. It's a small group of about 10 to 12 teens a year, and they do a mixture of recreational skills, recreational activities at camp, swimming, using the lake, sports, the ropes course, along with a vocational skills coffee shop that's run two periods a day, um, that's run for our staff at camp. 
uh, called, you know, the program is called Kulanu. So we call the coffee shop Brulanu. And the goal being that not only are they working on some vocational skills, but because these teens are the same age peers as our counselors, as our staff, it also creates a social experience. And the first summer that we ran the program in 2019 before the pandemic, we very quickly noticed that the teens in Kulanu became incredibly well-known around camp and were greeted with open arms by our teenage staff. And that was really exactly what we were hoping for, was to create that opportunity for interaction in a different way. Um, so it's become a very special part of our program. We did close Kulanu during the pandemic and reopened it last summer and are thrilled to have a full roster of participants for this season. There, it sounds like camp inclusion at its finest. That's what we aim for. I'm wondering as well, just to share with our listeners, um, what additional supports does camp provide for these type of uh, campers? Is there different types of, you know, supports that are built in? You know, how do you kind of navigate this holistic approach to providing an inclusive camp setting? Great question. So there's a couple of different factors. There are some of the supports that all of our campers have access to. So we have a care team, um, which is our mental health team on site. And they work with our typical here, our typical campers and our campers with disabilities. Um, one of those team members is a behavioral health specialist. So she supports campers of all different levels of need. Um, and, and so many of our open hearts, open doors campers have utilized those resources. In addition, one of the things that we're incredibly proud of is our partnership with Stockton University's master's OT program. Um, we've been working with them now, I want to say for six or seven summers. And we bring in two level two OT interns each year. They serve both as case managers on our leadership team for Open Hearts, Open Doors. And they work with our Kulanu program, working on some adaptive skill activities. Um, and that relationship has been a game changer for us because in addition to the students, their supervisors come out and spend time at camp and have been great resources. And they actually were the ones that helped us outfit our, our um, sensory room when it was first built back in 2018. Um, and then I would say in addition is that our Open Hearts Open Doors team does training for the entirety of our camp staff, not just the OHOD staff. Right. The goal is that we're creating an inclusive environment amongst everyone. So teaching our even our young counselors that a child from Open Hearts Open Doors isn't just the responsibility of their advocate, that each of our campers are everyone's responsibility, and that we all play a part in the role of creating an inclusive environment. And then last but not least is our relationship with Dr. Sarah Allen of Brain Behavior Bridge. Um, this has been a really special partnership for us over the last few years. Um, Dr. Sarah Allen is a neuropsychologist locally. She happens to be a camp alum and a camp parent. So we're blessed to have that relationship. And she's been working with us over the last year very closely um, in creating trainings for all of our staff focused on, um, on really understanding the child's brain and development and how that plays into things like behavior and how we navigate children and understand where we can support children in a different way. Um, so I would say those are like really our focuses over the last couple of years. Sarah, thank you. And I, I hope this gives our listeners and the community at large a better understanding of just how much love and passion and work goes into making summer camp an incredible experience for everybody. Nina, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing as a director of community inclusion at the CATCH JCC, providing opportunities for the community year round. 
So I think uh, my colleague Sarah so eloquently um, said that inclusion is everyone's responsibility. So we kind of frame all our programs and classes with that mindset. We want our members of the community that have disabilities or are neurotypical or neurodiverse to walk through the door and feel comfortable here and feel that they are an equal member of the CATS JCC. What we try to do is we try to set up programming. Um, we were in a new model this year, one evening a week, so that we kind of had a destination night Wednesday evenings for our programming. So for our families, in terms of transportation or just general scheduling, they knew that on Wednesday evenings they could come to the JCC and there would be an activity that would be there for um, the participant. We've done so many things. We have um, cooking and art and horticulture and functional fitness classes. And then, of course, we also focus on um, celebrating the Jewish holidays here at the JCC. And we make it very accessible in terms of you don't have to be Jewish. We kind of bring the traditions to everyone. And um, these programs have been really successful and really continue that thread of Judaism that we try um, to really have here at the JCC. Another wonderful program that has been in existence for 15 years or so, I believe, um, is our basketball program. And what happened in a nutshell is some wonderful parents realized that their um, young uh, child didn't really have a place or an opportunity to play basketball, kind of like some of the Maccabi uh, sessions that are set up here at the J. So they came to the then director of the department and said, hey, we want a basketball program. And something that started from a parent um, seeing an opportunity for inclusion uh, just has blossomed and become this incredible program on Monday evenings. We have two sessions, one at five and one at six. And the other component to this that actually, you know, bumps up the inclusion is that we have what Sarah mentioned, that peer um, element, where the peers, typically developing peers, are there as um, coaches at, to encourage, to help the people uh, really get the most out of the basketball sessions. Um, we've had a very wonderful phenomena that's happened over the years where people that started with us have stayed with us. They've, if you will, they've aged in place. So a lot of our people are um, 18 and older. And we're really in a unique position where we can take a step back and say, hey, this has worked so great and people are aging in place. And there's so many more opportunities for maybe partnering with families that come right out of Sarah's programs in the summer to find their spot at the J, to make it their home. So that's kind of on the horizon. It's kind of what we're looking forward to. Nina, that sounds amazing. I'm wondering if a family of someone uh, with a younger child, perhaps ages, you know, eight to 13, was looking for specific programming or wanted to reach out to you to inquire about opportunities, what would be the best way for them to, to navigate that with you? Well, I would, I would love to speak to anyone. Um, they're free to, if they want to just get a general sense of what they what we do here, they could always start with our website and look at the programs. I find that just like those parents so many years ago, the conversations that 
I have with families are really are really the key to building new programming. So um, like Sarah knows here at the J, we're really here at the J. I'm here all the time. <laughs> so uh, people could just call the main number and ask for me. And if I don't um, have a moment to speak to them at the time, I could set an appointment up with them. Wonderful. Thank you, Nina. And I just want to say it's such a beautiful thing to hear about the programmings that both you and Sarah are shepherding through our community that have been here for, for decades. Um, and, and it really shows the commitment of our system being a part of our community. And so being a part of our community on the larger spectrum, I'd love to talk with Karen Widener now. Um, Karen, your programming through the county is something extremely special. Um, for our listeners, uh, they know many of them that we the Federation work with our constituents in Camden, Burlington, and Gloucester counties, but Camden County seems to be doing things quite uniquely, and that's why we've asked you to be a partner here today. So if you could share with our listeners a little bit more about the types of programming that you offer, um, who it's aimed towards, and the successes you've seen. Oh, oh, sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. It's nice talking with all of you. Um, we run programs for kids and adults with special needs anywhere from five years old to 75 years old and everywhere in between. We do such programs like dance classes on Monday nights, um, arts and crafts, horse therapy, yoga, bocce ball, swimming, tennis, martial arts, fitness classes, Miracle League baseball, and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, we run programs throughout the year, January through December. Most of my programs take place in the evenings at, from about 6.30 to 7.30. We found um, through the years, I've been here for about 10 years, started from scratch. Uh, throughout the years, we tested different times and just Notice that that seemed to be the best time for parents and kids. Kids are sometimes in school during the day. A lot of our participants work during the day. Their parents work during the day. So nighttime seems to be um, the best time for us all to hang out together. Um, for example, um, Monday night, um, we have a dance class that takes place. During the pandemic, a lot of the programs switch to online programming. And now our dance class on Monday is now a hybrid. So we have some online and some in person. And that class is probably one of our most popular classes. Two weeks ago, we had 76 participants just for the, just for the Monday night class. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and we do Monday through Saturday, Typically, we don't have programming on Friday. That's where I do kind of my planning for all of these other activities. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, um, we're doing programs all, all week long and get a great amount of um, participants. And it's, it's just a wonderful opportunity for all of these kids and adults to get together, socialize. We don't do any – we have a um, – another part of the county that does service related kind of kind of things it's my job to just have fun with these participants we just have a good time do fun things hang out together it's it's a great community um 
we just love being together. Uh, just, just wonderful times. Sounds like you have a dream job, Karen. I do. I do. Thank you. You know, Karen, I'm wondering, you made a comment earlier that your programming is free. And so is programming free for only Camden County residents? We may have listeners outside of Camden County. Is this something that's um, accessible to them if they live outside of Camden County? Or is this just for Camden County residents? It, it sure is. We we don't discriminate based on where you live. So anybody with a disability is welcome to participate no matter where they're from. Amazing. Karen, thank you so much for sharing all that. Sure. Thank you all for your thoughtful answers and the great programs and services that you provide for our community. I'm thinking about our listeners. You know, it's May at this point, summer's around the corner, and they might be thinking like myself or my loved one, we want to get involved in some of this, but I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed. Um, And any of you can take this first. Like, what advice do you guys have for a first step that they can take to start finding the program that might be the right fit for them? I would say for the for for the purposes of summer camp, right? Knowing that it's a specific time of the year. Um, unfortunately, for our camp season, we are completely full. That being said, I encourage families to explore now for summer 2024. I really do believe there's an opportunity when you're trying to navigate like what feels like the right fit for your child, come and take a tour of camp while camp's in session. It's a great way to see like, yes, I think my kid can do this this season, next season. No, I'm not sure. But in terms of timeline, I encourage any families that are really interested in camp for their child to reach out to us by early September. Um, we do an application process for Open Hearts, Open Doors and Kulanu. And then our team, um, myself or Nina or another team member does a school visit with their schools to see what supports are in place for the child. And we did most of our school visits before the end of October this year. That's amazing. And I really love that idea of that proactive planning. Like they want to get more involved in all this. Take this first summer instead of throwing right in to like start testing the water in places to build up for that long-term success. Nina, do you have any thoughts or recommendations? Um, I just think this is just a very general way of looking um, at activities. I always find that when families focus on their individual and what is their individual strengths. So for example, a music class may sound amazing, but if the individual doesn't like loud noises or has some other sensory issues, that might not be the right fit. So the beauty of it is there's so many other opportunities, maybe something more tactile, an art class where there's different mediums and maybe less conversation, maybe the right fit. So I I always encourage families, just look at your person's strengths, just anyone when they want to do something. What is it something that they want to do and that would be a good fit for them? I love that because we can be, I love the idea of being proactive because it helps us to avoid unnecessary hurdles. Um, Thank you. Karen, do you have any recommendations for people who want to start getting involved in your side of programming? Absolutely. They can just contact me. I can be reached at karen.widener, W-E-I-D-N-E-R, at camdencounty.com. You can also call me at 856-216-2127. For the summer months, we will continue our programming Monday through Thursday. Uh, We also have a a chorus program on Sundays. 
Miracle League Baseball is taking place on Saturday mornings at Boundless Field at Challenge Grove Park, now through June 3rd. Uh, We also are doing Camp Sunnyside, which is a five-week summer camp, day camp for kids and adults with special needs, 13 and older, at Camden County College in Blackwood. And I would just encourage your listeners to just reach out to me to see what we'll be doing during the summer months, and I can point them in the right direction. There's always going to be something for them to do, a fun recreational activity where their um, children and adults can be involved in all year long. Amazing. Uh, You guys have offered such unique perspectives on what's available for our community. Um, And I'd love for our listeners to perhaps get to know you a little bit better. Uh, And I'm wondering, do each of you perhaps have a favorite local summer activity uh, that you feel is accessible for all, regardless of someone's abilities, um, and whether that be something coming from your own unique space in our community or something that you've experienced firsthand outside of the roles you have? So one of the things that's really lovely about, you know, about the JCC camps at Medford is that on the weekends we turn into a swim club. So no matter whether your child is attending camp or not, any members of the JCC and even community members are able to access our summer swim club on the weekends, which are Saturdays and Sundays 12 to 6. The reason that I love it is that it is a little less stimulating than a traditional swim club that you might see in your neighborhood or town. Um, Medford's very spread out. It's calm. It's a really peaceful space. There's lots of opportunities to walk. Our animals in our petting zoo are there on the weekends. It's just a great space to like really take a few hours as a family. And I know families both that have campers in camp and that don't, um, but do have children or teens with disabilities that utilize camp very regularly on the weekends, uh, my own family included. That it's just, it's a great way to be together as a family, especially if you're not a shore goer, which meant much of our community is. Sarah, this sounds like maybe an excellent way for that family who's thinking about camp next summer to get a feel for what it is. Oftentimes, I know we work with a population that needs to see, feel, experience things in advance. Uh, So would you maybe make that recommendation that if you're thinking of camp for next season, that perhaps the summer swim club opportunity on the weekends could be that first uh, dip your toes into experiencing it? It's a great opportunity. I mean, I even encourage families to like, bring some of their their home supports out to camp during those weekends. We've had families bring Commission of the Blind out on the weekends to see how a child navigates the terrain at camp. We've had families bring their child's behavior therapist or, um, you know, or we've had children with uh, mobility issues who we've brought out their mobility devices to see if they can navigate the campgrounds on the weekends. So we can really use that as like a a taste of camp experience uh, and to make sure that that the child can be successful at camp during the summer. Amazing. Nina, did you have a a favorite summer activity that you feel is accessible for all? Um, Well, I was going to say the camps at Medford. <laughs> so Sarah articulated that beautifully. It's really, I'm reiterating, it's a wonderful place for our families in the community. Um, I find a place that's easy for families and, you know, it doesn't cost anything are just some great farmers markets or community parks. It's for many of the same reasons that Sarah articulated. They're outdoors. There's, you can really gauge and go at your own pace And I just think that there's something really wonderful about being outside, 
being with nature. Um, I think it helps all of us um, stay calm and centered. And I like that for our participants and our families. I think that's a wonderful suggestion, Nina. And for, for perhaps those that aren't aware, uh, there's this beautiful place called Jake's Place Playground, both in Camden County and in Burlington County. I have to be honest, I have not yet been to one in Gloucester County. So if it exists, I, I will add that into our show notes. Um, but just having access to our outdoor spaces um, is really a wonderful opportunity for families of all abilities. So thank you for that, Nina. Karen, what about yourself? Is there a favorite summer accessible activity you have? Well, I'll stay with your theme that Nina and Sarah were discussing is being outside. We have, I work for the county, we have wonderful county parks all throughout Camden County. Challenge Grove Park in particular, which Adam, you just brought up, is where Build Jake's Place is, which is an all, it's an accessible playground for kids and adults with disabilities or without disabilities, and they're they're playing together. We have Boundless Field down there, which is where we play our Miracle League baseball. That's completely accessible. There's no bumps, no mounds, no dirt. Everything's completely flat. People with assistive devices or using wheelchairs can play baseball, uh, hang out there, run around. The whole park is completely accessible uh, for all families to enjoy right here in Cherry Hill, um, right right in Cherry Hill, right near um, Challenge, it's Challenge Grove Park. Uh, great place to hang out. Any one of our parks is great to hang out in. And the county also has, county also has um, summer concerts throughout the year all kinds of things for people to do outside of the community. That sounds awesome. I'm very excited for summer now. Okay, so I think that is everything that we wanted to cover today. Um, if, last thing I want us to do is go around and just give that information out one more time in case our listeners want to contact you. Uh, Sarah, would you mind starting us off? I would not mind at all. Can I add one more piece though, Rose? Is that okay? Absolutely. Please go ahead. Wonderful. Um, One of the most important things about Open Hearts Open Doors at camp is that it is funded both by the Saltzman Foundation, a local community foundation, and by fundraising efforts that take place during the year led by the CATS JCC. Um, Because of those funds, the families don't pay anything beyond their camp tuition for support. We know what costs come along with having a child with disabilities, and that's important for our families to understand. In terms of reaching me at any point, people can always reach out. Again, my name is Sarah Seidman, as it sounds, Seidman, and my email is S-S-I-D-E-M-A-N at jfed snj.org. People can also always call me at the JCC at 856-424-4444. And I'm at extension 1089. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Nina, do you have any final comments and your contact information? Um, Final comments. I always want to always extend my heartfelt gratitude to all my colleagues that work in this space. Um, Sometimes this work isn't easy, but this work is so meaningful. And I always find that at the end of the day, we're helping and we're we're helping our community. And that's really meaningful. 
Um, I can always be reached at N Stamen, S-T-A-I-M-A-N, at jfedsnj.org. Same number as for Xera as the CATS JCC is area code 856-424-4444 and I'm extension 1204. Thank you, Nina. And Karen, if you can close us out, if you have any final thoughts and just that contact info one more time, please. Sure. I wanted to thank you for having me today. And it was nice hearing about the programming for, from Sarah and Nina as well. Um, thank you for letting us all be a part of this today. Again, my name is Karen Widener. I can be reached at Karen, K-A-R-E-N dot Widener, W-E-I-D-N-E-R at camdencounty.com or 856-216-2127. Or you can also check out our website at camdencounty.com backslash special needs. And there you can look at my current schedule and also sign up to receive our monthly activities newsletter. Wonderful. Thank you, Karen. And thank you so much also, Sarah and Nina, for coming on. I feel like we're getting our community ready for summer, and I'm very excited to see what these next few months bring. Adam, I'm going to pass it off to you to give a thank you to our sponsors. Thanks, Rose. And I just wanted to take a special moment to thank our guests today, who are two of my colleagues, and Karen for being a part of our community. You both, Sarah and Nina, helped me to achieve my mission in making Judaism accessible to all. And so I wanted to say a special thank you to the two of you. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Jewish Disability Services Together We Make an Impact podcast. This episode was made possible by our sponsor, the Jewish Community Foundation. We thank you for your commitment to making an impact in the disability community. We hope you'll continue to follow our conversations and until next time.